feel it's my time, think it's my year, yeah, yeah. I really feel it's my time, think it's my year, yeah, yeah. I really feel it's my time, think it's my year, yeah, yeah. I really feel it's my time, think it's my hand ready. Used to hold myself back, myself a sting damn patty. Gotta keep on chugging, ran through everything in front of me. Might smoke bed heavy, got a whole agenda. Can't aspire to get a hit, so bump that, it's no surrender. Got a dollar fifth up, I'm trying to get it an FT to get him with their hand and crypto. Welcome to the first overall podcast. Here are your hosts, Rob and Kent. Welcome to the first overall podcast. Here are your hosts, Rob and Kent. Welcome to the. F- <laughs> hey, we're working through some technical difficulties, but we'll get there. How's it going, Kev? How are we doing today? Oh, we're doing good, man. We're doing good. Doing good. All right. Well, as you heard there, this is the first episode. Uh, well, technically the second after we got shut down by YouTube, but the first episode of the uh, first overall fantasy football podcast, uh, we are going to be bringing you some insight from our end here in regards to everything fantasy football. Uh, we might touch base on some other fantasy f- sports, but everything right now is going to be geared towards fantasy football. You know, heading into the the season, we have a lot of stuff to get into. Um, Kev. We've known each other for what, about 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. About to be 10 years. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And in that time, we've played a lot, a lot of fantasy football. And I've lost more than I've won, but I've had a, a bunch of fun doing it. So, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a quick overview of my end here. I'm a Packers fan. Don't hate me. If there's any Vikings fans, I'm sorry. Uh, Kev, who are you rooting for? Uh, I'm a Cowboys fan. Always will be. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> Can I say? You, you I'm guys not going to apologize. <laughs> Eventually, you'll get back into 90s form. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> mid-90s, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I can't say much. I think our window's closed for about me, depending on how things go. I think we're sitting at least five years out right now. I think we're going to be mid pack in the North and we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I just don't, I don't have a lot of faith based on what I've seen from love to even think that we're going to sniff the playoffs at all. I mean, he's only played two games. He has, but he hasn't been anything spectacular. I mean, Aaron wasn't either. He didn't really have any playing time bef- but behind Favre, but you know it is what it is. We'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, think about it. His first start was against um, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, who 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 was really gonna shine in that matchup? I <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. And the Eagles felt that pain in the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. 
Um, let's jump into some NFL news. We have some big news that just hit a little while ago. Um, and we have been talking about this for a while to see who was finally going to grab one of the top free agents, uh, in the NFL and the Titans pulled the trigger. Uh, looks like the Titans have signed Deandre Hopkins to a two year deal, $26 million. Uh, how do you feel about that? Kev, what do you think is going to happen with that? Uh, is the quarterback situation still up in the air over there? Because if it is, I, it's not going to make a difference. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is still up in the air. I don't. They they haven't named a starter, um, and it's just it's not something that I would want to be part of. I know Hopkins was talking about getting into a team where he felt it was a win now situation. I yeah, really don't think this is exactly exactly. <laughs> I really don't think this is a win now situation where you can be with the Titans and say, Hey, we're going to go to the playoffs and we're going to get all the way to the Super Bowl and we have a chance to win. I don't even think they have a chance to get to the playoffs, no. to be honest with you. You know what they're going to do? Exactly what they did with Julio Jones. He's just going to be a decoy so that Derrick Henry can just stomp all over the field. He could be. I, I mean, I didn't. He had some flash plays in Arizona, granted, again. You're dealing with an issue with a quarterback in Murray, but we have seen nothing even remotely close to his Houston days when he was a down the field threat. It didn't matter who was against him. He was going to catch the ball and that there was nothing to it. Um, He's been postered a lot more. You have cornerbacks that are intercepting off of him. He's dropping passes. He's not getting open as fast. But that could have just been that could have just been frustration with what was going on with the other organization. It, it could have been. I think it has to do with age too. He is pushing that uh, thirty mark, so it could definitely be age. And I I know yeah. both of us are sitting there. Thirty? Uh, can can we go back? <laughs> right. I wish. Put me a coach. But I, I do think with the stress and everything in the NFL, age does definitely play a factor. And we're, we're seeing it with a lot of the, the top-tier running backs, and we're seeing it with some of the top-tier wide receivers that are hitting that age. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a situation where age is going to start to catch up, and they're going to slow down naturally. Um, they do have some solid wide receivers that are there um, as far as their um, – rookies from last year and give me just a second. I'm going to get everything pulled up here again, technical difficulties, episode one. We'll have this all reeled in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they do have some good wide receivers uh, in terms of rookies that were there last year. And then some of the players that they had the year before Um, they of course have a solid running back. The Henry's going to get the bulk of anything that goes through that offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, we're going to have to wait and see is age going to play a factor there as well? Because That's he right. yeah. he's getting there and he has consecutive years of 300 and some touches. And anytime yeah. you get somebody that's up that high on touches, you're running injury risks. So we're, we're definitely going to have to wait and see on what's going on with that. Um, NFL is not going to give me the, <laughs> the, the, uh, 
roster for Tennessee right now. So we'll we'll wrap back around to that one. <laughs> Some of the other news that we have out today. Uh, looks like the Jaguars nailed down uh, Evan Ingram for a three-year deal, $41.25 million. I think that is a solid pick for, for Jacksonville to retain that tight end. Oh, yeah, um, with sure. the receiving core that they have with um, Zay Jones and Kirk, and you're bringing Evan back, um, that's going to be, again, one of the top offenses in the league. We saw it last year. There were spots uh, where they shined and were just mm-hmm. destroying teams that they were playing. Um, and I think having that big of a threat in the middle of the field is going to open up a lot for that offense. Yeah. So, um, and then we get to some not so good news. Uh, Alvin Kamara reached a plea deal on his nightclub fight, which was filmed. And we all know how the NFL despises any bad news or anybody being caught on film doing something that's wrong. Um, so suspensions are probably going to come. Yep. Um, what do you think would be uh, an ideal suspension timeline for Kamara, just for people that might be looking at him uh, in early rounds? Um, this isn't the first time he's been getting suspended, is it? No, he's been suspended before. Um, I think his last suspended was PEDs, though, wasn't it? I don't think it was for any fights. I think he might have he might have gotten nabbed for PEDs, but I know he's been suspended before. Uh, if, if 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 the last suspension was contract det- detrimental, then mm-hmm. he's probably looking like eight to ten games. Um, if it wasn't, then probably six. The three I to think, six range. Yeah, I think the NFL is going to make an example. I just don't think it's going to be that big. I think the talk right now is two games. Um, I really think the way Goodell likes to do things, though, is to push the envelope on these. I think we're looking more towards the four four game mark. Um, so he'll be gone the first four weeks of the season. So if you are thinking about taking him early, which the last couple of years I have not. Uh, there's just been too many factors that have gone you know into him. Who will. Oh, I, trust me, I know. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll talk about him later, too. Um, but as far as me taking him early, it's there's been too many factors that have gone into it. He's been injury prone. Um, he hasn't played to his potential. He's kind of, you know, half-assed it when he's been playing the last couple times that he's been in. Um, and he's another one of those that's hit or miss. He'll go off. He had that one stretch where he had that game where it was 50 or 60 points. He had five touchdowns, ridiculous amount of receiving yards uh, and rush yards. But then the next week he'll only get like 30 yards and that's it. Mm-hmm. So you're looking, it's, it's boomer bust with Kamara uh, as of late. So yeah. I would highly advise to take everything into account. Look at his stat lines, look at how he's going and then kind of plan your, your draft around that. As for if you're interested in taking him early, um, I would suggest mid range for him right now, based on any upcoming suspensions and what we've seen in the past. Yeah. All right. Um, just real quickly to touch on some of our news. Uh, we have launched a discord. We will have the discord link in our description. Uh, we're going to have availability for people to get into a um, listeners league. Uh, we're going to be with DraftKings. Uh, doing a listeners league, $10 entry. Um, right now we have it set to a hundred spots, whether or not we fill that, we're going to have to wait and see. 
Um, but I do believe DraftKings will adjust the payout. If we did do the full 100, um, I believe first place on a weekly basis would take 140 to 150 dollars. That's that's a nice amount of money um, in a listener league. And again, that's pay every week. If you don't pay, if you don't want to play that week, you don't have to. It's not something where you're stuck in it like a regular snake draft uh, for 13, 14 weeks. This is on a weekly basis. You buy in your entry $10 a week um, and, and we'll go from there. Um, so if you're interested, that's something that we're going to have some more information out uh, coming uh, shortly. Uh, we're also going to be doing some giveaways in the near future. Uh, that's going to be something that we will also have posted up in the Discord um, and we'll find a way that we're going to do that based on, um, you know, just being involved with us, uh, asking questions, being in the Discord, different things like that. You can always follow us on social media as well. All of our links are going to be in the description. And then if you want to keep up to date on what we're doing, um, just go ahead and subscribe, like, and uh, give us a share too if you want to get anybody else involved with us. We're always looking for more, more views, more people to come in. So um, yeah, we'll have everything there. And if you have any questions, just hit us up in the Discord and, and we'll see what we can do for you. All right, Kev. So let's jump into it. We're going to take a look real quick at a little season preview for 2023, um, just to kind of dive in and see exactly what our thoughts are on this. Um, we have a little bit of some differences, uh, but that is with anybody that watches any NFL game, you're, yep. you're, you're going to have differences. Um, so we'll hop into it. Uh, so looking at the season the team that stands out the most right now, just based on their schedule and their route to the playoffs. And I think you have them as the team to watch or the team that's going to kind of come up and double their wins is going to be the saints. Yes, um, the saints. Yep. The saints have added Carr. Um, adding him to that offense is going to be like night and day from what they've had in the past. Uh, there are a lot of people that say Carr is not a good quarterback. I don't care what you say. He is a starting quarterback in the NFL yeah. and putting him on that offense with that, that weapon set is instantly going to bring their win total up. Um, right now, based on their schedule, they have the easiest NFL schedule right now. Um, their projected win total is 12.4. Uh, I can easily see them getting to 12 wins uh, just based on their division. Their division is garbage. So, yep. That's why I said 12 and four. Yep. That's why I said 12 and 4. Yep. <laughs> so um yeah, I, I can definitely see them hitting that 12, that 12 win mark. Um, that is not who I have uh for my team uh finishing out with the best record or uh finishing with double the wins that they had the season before, but we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh hardest schedule. And I think this has to do not only with the fact of the division that they play in, but also the way that they have been playing and the players that they've lost. Um, right now, the hardest NFL schedule belongs to New England. And the Patriots, after losing Brady, after Brady left, have not been anything. And that big debate that's going on between was it Brady, was it Belichick, we're still going to have that debate. Yeah. But right now, it's kind of leaning towards the Brady margin right now. Um, Patriots in the division that they're in, that AFC East is a powerhouse. Oh yeah, Top there. The bottom. There is, I mean, outside of New England, every team that is in the East has firepower, yeah. and they're going to at least get to ten wins. Every single team in that division, we might see all three teams get into the playoffs. 
yeah, there's like who, what other division has a well, maybe um, Baltimore and Cincinnati, but other than yeah. that, yeah, there's no other division in the AFC that could even threaten that, exactly. And right now, uh, projected win total for the Patriots is seven. Mm. I don't see them even getting to seven. I see, them, I see them sitting at five. Um, just with the, uh, they have to play what? Six games against their own division? Yeah. And then they're peppered in with, I believe, Kansas City. I think they play Cincinnati. So, I mean, yeah. it's it's a rough, a rough go for Patriots fans. Well, hey, if Belichick's going to prove that it was him, this is the year to this do is, it. This is the season. This is the season. <laughs> All right. So team to watch. Uh, for me personally, I have the Ravens on my list. Um, you get a fully healthy Lamar Jackson. You have key additions uh, in the offseason, including OBJ. Um, I see them being able to get into the playoffs and possibly making a run in the playoffs. Uh, as far as their season is right now, they have Cincinnati week two and then really play mid grade uh, strength games mm-hmm. all the way through their buy until week 13. So they have a real opportunity to, and if they, if they beat Cincinnati, which I, I don't foresee that happening, but if they're able to do that, and they have 13 or 12 wins racked up all the way until they're, they're by they're, they're set up for a deep run into the yeah. playoffs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think they're going to beat Cincinnati. Do you, you think yeah. they're going to win? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's going to, that game I think is going to be the game to watch for week two. Um, just looking at the slate, you have Lamar going against Burrow and that receiving core that Cincinnati mm-hmm. boasts. It's, that team is ridiculous. I love that team. Um, having Higgins, having uh, Jamar Chase, yeah. and whatever tight end they choose to run. Um, plus, a healthy just, Jamar Chase at that. Ex- exactly. And they're finalizing the deal with uh, Mixon right now. Um, no details out on that yet, but they are in in the, the signing terms right now. We'll, we'll have that information soon. Uh, but he is set to uh, stay in Cincinnati, which is a big win for them. Yeah. Um, that, that team could easily make a deep run in the playoffs as well, but that game in week two is going to be a barn burner. It's going to be good. Yeah. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that one. Um, you have any other teams that you're looking forward to or think is going to make any kind of difference or any runs this, this season? Oh, I'm looking forward to the same team. I'm looking forward to seeing what Baltimore does with this new offense that they, they, they got, um, on a side note, the Portland Trailblazers should take a page out of Baltimore's book and listen to their superstar when they say, I need a team if you want me to stay. They should have done that five years ago. I know, yeah. But, I, yeah. I've been listening to that the whole time, and and they've they've yeah. pulled a Packers on Dame this entire time. Oh, let's not sign anyone that can help our superstar at all. Yeah, let's 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 uh, sign some mid-tier, almost bench riders. Exactly. Well, he can do it. He can do it himself. It's fine. No, when he ends up in Miami, and yeah. you're wondering, oh my God, why? Why did he go to Miami? There's your answer. Why? You shouldn't be asking why. Yep. Um. All right. Rookie of the year. 
Who do Bijan. we think preseason? Exactly. I, I was right on the same page with you. Bijan, hometown guy, went here in Tucson, went to South Point, correct? Um, or was, was it, was it, or was it CDO? No, it wasn't CDO. He wasn't CDO. I think he was either South Point or Seton. Oh, let's see. He was one of the two. Um, CDO was, uh, what was the guy that went to the Bears a couple years ago and didn't really? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Bijan. You can see how well we have everything pulled up for you. (laughs) But again, episode one. Yeah. Well, while you're looking, South Point. Um, South Point. Yep. I, yep. I figured it was South Point or Seton. And, and South Point is one of the biggest teams in Arizona. Yeah. Um, if you want to go to a team that is going to get you noticed by scouts, it's going to be one of those teams. It's going to be South Point. No matter um, the sport. Yep. Exactly. Um, and you have firsthand experience with that. With basketball. Yeah. So um, with Bijan, we saw a lot here in Tucson, breaking records, Arizona records. And then he goes to Texas, which is a big time school. You're running against NFL defenses all day long. Um, And when he goes uh, to Texas, he ends his career there or his last season, rather, uh, 2022. 258 carries, 1,580 rushing yards, 18 rushing touchdowns. I'll say it again, 18 rushing touchdowns. Uh, 314 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. That's a big boy stat line. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if anyone thinks that's not NFL-ready stats. (laughs) Well, Atlanta did because they took him in the first round. Yeah. So – his his comparisons that we've been hearing floating around, and I kind of agree with them, are a Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, and an even bigger is Walter Payton. So when you're with the likes of those three, yeah, especially sweetness. Oh, exactly. When when you're in the likeness of anything to sniff Walter Payton, you know that you're in, in good company. Um, we're looking at a projected stat line of, uh, 246 carries, 1120, 1130, uh, rushing yards, seven end zones, seven touchdowns, uh, 50 receptions, 378 receiving yards and two touchdowns for a rookie. That would be amazing. I would be targeting that all day long on my team. Oh yeah. Um, I can see him in that division again. That is a garbage division. I can see him easily going over that stat line. Oh, yeah. Specifically, who do they have at quarterback? Ritter in Atlanta? Wow, well, yeah. <laughs> and and who is their receiver? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we saw it last year with the run game that they had. They, they heavily, heavily relied on the run game in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to do the same thing. They're going to be running a lot in Atlanta. Um, So he is definitely going to be a a good candidate for rookie of the year. Um, All right. Best season record. This is where we differ. This is our first differ. Um, I have San Francisco. San Francisco right now has the seventh easiest schedule in the NFL. 
Their toughest games are going to be week eight against the Bengals, week 10 against the Jaguars, and then week 13 against the Eagles. Everything else is going to be mid to bottom range teams that they play. Loss, and again, loss, loss. It, exactly. I mean, they could put up a fight. They may squeak in maybe a field goal win on one of those teams, but I don't think they're winning all three. Um, just like Atlanta, that division, again, has not been good. Um, they were a good division a couple years ago, but the Rams, they fell off after their Super Bowl. Um, Seattle hasn't gotten back to form, really. They have some good players there. And mm-hmm. Arizona has been Arizona. Anybody that knows Arizona knows that they're not for real right now. Yeah. So they have a good opportunity, again, to own that division and burn through the NFC. All right, what you got, Kev? Who, who you got ending the season on the high note? I got the Bills, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> All right, break them down for me. What do you think is going to happen? So, in my opinion, and this is just an opinion, even though most of the stats would back it up, um, Josh Allen is going to go off this year. All this offseason trash. This year that, he always goes off. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean – you mean you mean yes. like number like, like MVP level going off like light the league on fire this year? Got you. Okay. All of this hype about his wide receiver wanting to to leave to go play with his brother and that their relationship has been broken stuff like that is just gonna feel both of them both of oh, them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gonna feel I, I know I know you as a Cowboys fan were hoping that that story was true. You were sitting there saying, oh, please, please send really Diggs was. over to Cowboys, please. I, I really was. <laughs> I was like, I know we just got Brandon Cooks, but y'all can have him. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, sorry, Cooks. We just signed you. Oh, we're getting Diggs. Yeah, Back to bags again. I hope you didn't buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, man. They're just gonna just take the league by fire. I mean, I understand they've got what the fourth hardest schedule. Yeah, they do. But I don't think it's gonna matter. I really don't think it's gonna matter. They've been so close for two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And all they're hearing is the chatter is is the window closing? Is Josh yep. washed? Is the relationship between Diggs and Josh just done? Yep. Do they do the players still respect the, the, the coach? It's like, nah, they're not gonna they're not gonna put up with that. And I yep. feel like they're just gonna just, just as as um Stone Cold used to say, stop a mud hole in the <laughs> in the in the league's butt, man. Yeah, and then yep. walk it dry. <laughs> what I mean, I kind of I can see that as well. The Bills, their their team is is built for Super Bowl right now. And some of the other players that uh, we can mention on there as well, we got Hamlin coming back. You know, Hamlin had that near-death experience on the field, and thank God he had the Bills uh, training staff there to help him out. Um, But you have him, and he's already publicly came out and said that he is going to do everything that he possibly can to show the league that he is still a force to be reckoned with. I've seen seen film of him practicing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So he is ready to go uh, day one and he is out to prove something. So uh, offenses better be ready for him. 
the other player that I was looking at. Better that I'm watch looking... them slants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the other player that I'm heavily involved in right now and, and looking for, and he's one of my sleeper picks, is uh, Cook. They're running back. Mm-hmm. That dude is going to light up the AFC this year. His Dalvin's brother, Dalvin, brother, right? His, yeah. yeah, his little brother. Dalvin has that heavy hitter. I'm going to just completely pound you into the ground and maybe I'll get elusive if I need to. Uh, his brother is ridiculous. He's completely different. Mm-hmm. He is. I'm going to hit this hole and you're never going to touch me. And yeah. if he if he needs to get through the hole and hit you, he's going to mow your ass over too because yeah. he was doing that to some of the people. And I remember some of these guys getting up and just looking at him, being like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, why didn't you help me out right there? <laughs> they're 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 looking at a second or third string running back just mowing them over, and they're just like, "Oh my god, what what just <laughs> happened?" Yeah. So I, I can definitely see it. What what do you think their uh win total is gonna be on the season? Oh, I think they're gonna go 15 and 2. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can see it. They're again, they have the fourth hardest schedule. They're in a banger of a division. The AFC right now as a whole has a ton of good talent. Those teams are are very, very good. They're stacked. Um, I think their projected win total is 9.7. That's way, way too low for the Bills. Oh, yeah. um, they've averaged, I believe, 11 to 12 wins the last three or four years in a row. Yeah. So them not surpassing nine wins, I, I just can't see that. Um, I can see them getting to 15. Um, I still, on the other hand, can see them also falling right to the 12 and four mark as well, just depending on how the season shakes out. If there's injuries, we're before the season, we're preseason. So we have... No idea what's going to happen. We've yeah. all seen it before. Uh, you're rolling in. You're going through OTAs. You're going through mini camp. Then you get into the preseason games. Boom! One of your key players gets injured. Yep. And that's all it takes for a team to completely fall off. But I mean, they they do have some talent. They need some of their other receivers to pick it up um, and give Diggs a little bit of uh, a break here and there. But yeah. their their tight end core, um, their other receivers, and their running game should all kind of work together. Um, so I can definitely see that. Uh, let's see. Super Bowl matchup. We differ here as well. Um, I can see San Francisco and Kansas City. Uh, Casey currently heavily favored uh, by Vegas to make it and win the Super Bowl. Um, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, wow. <laughs> yeah. That team, though, is set up. And a lot of their core players are remaining on that team. They all came back because they know – that they have a real opportunity to take it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime that you have Mahomes and Kelsey together and you give them a halfway decent running game, yeah. um, you're looking pretty solid. Uh, yeah. So I have them going um, dark horse out of the NFC. Like I said, is San Francisco just based on their, their strength of schedule. I, I really do think that they have a very big opportunity to stay healthy and to work their way through the NFC. What do you yeah. got? Kev? But I don't I don't know about their quarterback situation. But I mean, like you said, their their schedule could I mean you don't believe in Purdy? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you don't believe in the very last pick of the 2022 draft? What? Touchy subject. So yeah. moving on. 
<laughs> I got um I got the 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 Eagles and the in the I'm sorry. I got I got the I know, Eagles. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Go ahead. And and I got the <laughs> Eagles and the Bills. Um I'm sorry. Again, I'm sorry. I do have the Eagles and the Bills. Um the 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 the, the Eagles really really didn't lose much. No, and they they actually gained. They have yeah. and I I looked at it and they are the team that added three of the four championship linemen on the defense from Georgia. So you got three cha- NCAA champions on that front line. And and all I can ask of all the other teams that allowed this to happen is why? What were you what were you on? Like you you figured, "Oh yeah, no, they won't they, there's no way they're going to pull this off." And then and they did. Yeah. I found that out and I was like, "How?" How? What happened to the the trick? Just drafting the dude just because you didn't want this team to draft the dude? What the? What? Yeah. Um, with the Eagles, I think you know everything looks good on paper for them. Offense, they retained the majority of the core. They lost their running back. Um, I don't know who they're going to be starting. That again is one of those up in the airs with Miles Sanders leaving, but you, you have Hertz running that offense and we saw what Hertz did last year. Yep. And it was really a running back by committee. Mm-hmm. It and was it Sanders. Was. Sanders put up some, some good solid numbers for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you looked at it, it was, you know, we're going to choose where we're going to run you. If, if we need a power run at the goal line, which was Sanders bread and butter, we're going to run yep. him. If yep. it's um, in the middle of the field, we're going to run somebody more elusive. So uh, they they did do committee, but I do think losing Sanders is going to bring down the offense just a little. Um, but I don't see it affecting them enough to make that big of a difference. Yeah. I still think they're the team outside of San Francisco to beat in the NFC. I think they're going to win the NFC East. Uh, barring anybody else that's going to come out of that division, which I I really don't see. Mm-hmm. The Giants added some talent, but I don't think the Giants are going to be able to keep up with the Eagles. The Giants have been adding talent since after Eli left, and it sure hasn't equated to much. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've watched it. Um, but having healthy healthy players back on that team, having Saquon back healthy, whether or not he's going to get signed to a long-term deal is still up in the air as well, which could affect things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can say the same thing for Jacobs out in uh, LA or now Vegas. I'm not Vegas, um, baby Vegas. Yeah. But they, they don't want to sign him long-term They're They're trying to do everything possible not to give him a long-term deal. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that shakes out, but yeah. specifically with the giants, I mean, they're, they have some really good up and coming receivers, we need to see if, and I've been saying this for a couple of years, is Daniel Jones for Daniel Jones? Is he for real? I mean, he he can run the ball just like um, Josh Allen. He's had a couple of those really big plays, except for when he falls down at like the five and can't get into the end zone after he ran at ninety yards. Really, you're Trips nobody within yards of you, and you're gonna just fall. You can trip um, over yourself. <laughs> but, 
he did put up some good yards, but I, I still am on the fence with him because he does. He puts up the yards. He gets the touchdowns. He'll get wins here and there, and then he'll just throw the ball to the other team. Constantly throw the ball to the other team. Um, does he kind of remind you of uh, Tony? Um, a little bit. Yes, he does. He even kind of looks like Tony. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> his, his mannerisms and everything. When he's out on the field, he looks like Tony. Uh, the first time I saw him I was like, that's, that's Tony's child out of wedlock. Oh, hundred percent. A hundred percent. But we'll see what he does this year. He's already come out and said that this is the year. I don't think it is the year, but so for him, he feels it's the year. So we'll, we'll see what he's going to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with your Eagles and your Bills pick, both teams have an exceptionally hard route through the championship. Um, both of them are seeing the hardest seasons possible, um, way harder than they had last year, which could affect win totals. Exactly. They, they, they both play the Cowboys. Hmm, I wonder why it's such the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> um, even with them having the hardest – some of the hardest uh, ways to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they still have two of the highest caliber offenses. Yeah. So we're, we're going to see exactly what they're going to be able to do. So, yeah, I, I can see that happening. I think that would be an extremely good championship game. That would be a good Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I would I would tune into that. Um, now, as as far as the Super Bowl goes, who do we have winning? The Bills. I got, got the Bills. Bills winning. You, okay. You really think I would pick the Eagles to win anything? Oh, hell, hell. That no, includes a ring. I don't. No, no. Would I pick the Eagles? Hell no. Uh-huh. I I despise. I don't even like looking at the coach when they show him <laughs> on camera. I'm like, I just want to. I want to uh, be in Step Brothers and just take one of these and put it right in your suck hole. I don't know why. You just have that face that makes me want to do it. I so. want to give him the front hand, <laughs> backhand. That's what I want to do. <laughs> exactly. So I just I don't know what it is. The Eagles have never done anything bad to me. They're not my division rival. I just can't stand them. So, um, no. Yeah, I will not be picking them either. Uh, for your for your Bills, I can see that happening. I can see them finding a way. They have – if we're looking preseason look at the playoffs, who do we, who do we have? We have possibly the Ravens. We have Cincinnati, mm-hmm. who I think is a lock. They're going to make it. Um, we have – the Bills, who are a lock, they're going to make it to the playoffs. Uh, Kansas City, lock, they'll make it. Um, so who are the other teams? That's the question. Yeah, well, who's going to come out of the South? Because mm. you got the Titans. I don't think they're coming out. Um, you got Indianapolis. They're not coming out. Um, the Jags? I can see the Jags coming out of the yeah. South. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely um, see that. And then you just have your other filler teams. The Steelers possibly have a chance. The Ravens have a chance. Miami has a chance. Yeah. Um, you know, the you Jets. have some of these, the Jets uh, with the addition of Rodgers. It's a very sore subject for me. But Ooh. yes, with the addition of Rodgers to that team, that instantly changes the field on that team. So um, I could see them possibly getting in. Um, I think they're if he stays on, they're at least one season away from that. But um Billings don't win games, though. No, they don't. <laughs> um, I could see the Bills going. I, I could see the Bills 
possibly the Bills Cincinnati for a championship game, Bills Kansas City for a championship game, which mm-hmm. would both be a very, very good AFC championship. Epic showdown. Yeah, it would be it would be good. And I think we've seen kind of that the last couple of years. Um, with the Bengals going to a Super Bowl, Kansas City going to a Super Bowl, um, mm-hmm. and, you, and you see them battling back and forth, and the Bills being in the thick of it as well. Um, yeah, because they had to beat the Bills to get to the championship game. Yeah, looking at the NFC, you, it, it's very up in the air who's going to go from mm-hmm. the NFC because there's just so much movement that's going on in the NFC. You don't know who's going to win divisions. Um, it's just it's way too crazy. So I don't even want to make picks for the NFC right now, just simply because of that. I mean, the only surefire pick that we know, the two of them, Eagles are probably going to win the East. And I know you don't want me to say that, but it's probably going to happen. And the Niners have nobody that is going to contest them in the West. Yeah. I don't, I don't see any team in the West that's going to be able to keep up with San Francisco. Nah. The 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 Rams, I mean, they're talking like there there's gonna be a big comeback, but I mean y'all were Super Bowl champs and played like y'all was the ones that lost the Super Bowl. Oh I've never seen a team deflate as much as they did after their win. No. That next season I was like, this isn't even the same oh. team. What's going on? It's it's usually um, that's usually how the loser of the Super Bowl plays the following yep. season. Yep. And I for sure thought Stafford was going to have two or three Super Bowls there. And I, I really don't, I can't see that now uh, unless they do yep. something drastic and add some, some talent um, for him and, and bolster that offensive line and mm-hmm. um, make sure that that defense is, is at least taking some balls away and not letting the, letting every other team just throw deep routes over them. Um, yeah, well, I they just, let go I, of Ramsey, so <laughs> well, yeah, I don't I think just, that's I can't, gonna get stopped I, anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. I just I can't see it. So San Francisco is gonna win the West. Seattle ain't gonna do it. Arizona for hell for sure is not gonna do it. There's no way in hell <laughs> that Arizona's gonna do anything. Even though Kyler just came out and said, Oh, we're gonna win, we're gonna win the West. I'm gonna lead this team. Where are you gonna lead them? To six wins again? On Madden. <laughs> <laughs> When you can come out into a season and play more than five plays before getting hurt and leaving oh, for the man. season. I mean, and, and I wish him well. I really do. He's one of those players that you see coming out of high or out of high school and college. And you want to see what they can do in the NFL. Uh, the Who was the guy for Washington a couple years ago? RG3. Yeah. Same thing. He had that extremely good first season and then injuries just derailed him. And he was one of those yeah. that everybody was saying was going to be the next Michael Vick. Yeah, but, Same. you know, it, Dan Schneider and his crew kind of ruined that because they yep. rushed him back from the injury. Oh, they did. They did. And it, it's a terrible thing. And hopefully they do not do the same thing with Kyler because, again, mm-hmm. he's got those comparisons to Michael Vick. He's got that deep ball. He's got that intermediate ball that is – untouchable when he can throw it it's pinpoint oh i know deadly yeah it's 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 crazy how effective he is when he has time yeah and that offensive line has the majority of the reason why he has failed in arizona is that offensive line has not given him any protection um he's had to leave the pocket he's had to run for his life Mm -hmm. and make off kilter throws from the outside Yep. And that's one of the main reasons why he got hurt last year. 
you know, trying to do all these things by himself because he has no protection. And it's just until Arizona solves that, they're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on the, the, the bills. I have the chiefs. I think the chiefs are going to make it again. I think they're going to win the whole deal. Um, just simply because they retain the majority of their players. Andy Reed is a mastermind mm-hmm. as a head coach. The Eagles were stupid to let him go. Um, and he's done wonderful things in Kansas city. Mahomes is Mahomes. I mean, there's, there's no way around it. He's the best quarterback right now in the league. Oh yeah. For, by far. Um, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. If they do win it, are we talking dynasty? Uh, we could be if they're able to retain their their core and they're able to restructure some of those contracts. That's the only bad thing is right now they have these players on and you have players coming to the end of their contracts. You got Mahomes coming to the end of his. Actually, I think they just wait, restructured. No. They just I restructured him. I yeah. Was, wait, didn't he sign a <laughs> million? No, he did. He did. I, I misspoke. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did. They need to bolster the the receiving core and. Travis Kelsey is getting to the, to the end of his contract as well. So there's going to be some choices that they're going to have to make if they want to retain who they have mm-hmm. and make another run. But I could see them doing a dynasty. I can definitely see that. I can see a three-peat. Um, and then I can see possibly four and five, maybe four and six, if mm-hmm. they're able to keep it going. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that hard to, to not think that, they could be the team that does it next because, like yeah. I said, that core mm-hmm. is there for that. They've already made it clear that they're going to keep that core there for as long as they can. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. The only team in – I like the Bills. The Bills have a lot, but there are still some Cincinnati, you know, keeping Mixon on, if they're able to keep him on with that contract, having their receiving more intact and having mm-hmm. Burrow behind. Um, I think they do have a legitimate shot uh, for that championship game, possibly uh, to see what they can do. It's the only team that I can see outside of Kansas City making it out of the AFC. Yeah, but I mean, and Kansas City's in a unique situation where they're pretty much the only team that's got studs at every wide receiver position there is. Uh oh, looks like we lost Rob. Rob. Technical difficulties, people. <laughs> Episode one point one. Uh, let me see if I can get him back in here. There he is, and he's gone. Where'd you go? There you are, man. Sorry about that, guys. Having some internet issues at my house, so kicked me out. Um, but yeah, uh, go ahead and uh, I didn't get to hear what you were saying uh, about the Bills and and uh, Kansas City uh, being in a unique situation. Oh no, I was saying Cincinnati's in a unique situation. Oh, okay, 
where they have a stud in every wide receiver position available. Yep. They got a stud in every single one. Yep, exactly. They do, and they, they have a stud at quarterback. And if they're able to sign them, they have a stud at running back. So, I mean, that, that situation, plus their offensive line is good. Yeah. So they, they've actually been doing yep. the right thing. And once they got Joe, they started building that line. Now they just need to start working on that depth of that line. Exactly. That's what killed them last year was once they got towards the uh, meat and potatoes of the season. Yep. And the playoffs, their their starters started falling out. They started getting hurt. Yep. Started getting hurt, and then those yep. holes started opening up for defenders. Yep, I definitely agree with that. And um, that that's going to be something that's going to be key over the next couple drafts, and and possibly in uh, free agency. I I think more so in in the drafts. Cincinnati has kind of taken a look at that and said, you know, we're we're definitely going to bolster that up. We have our guys. Let's protect them. Um, free agency. I really don't see a lot on the market right now coming up for 2024 in mm-hmm. free agency. We may, we might see something coming down the line. Uh, once we start seeing contracts get signed and everything like that, or teams that are possibly going to, going to part ways with some of their players. But uh, I think they're going to push heavily in the draft to try to keep some of these players. And we got, we got a lot of um, good talent coming from the offensive line, coming from Georgia, coming from a lot of the sec teams that are going to be coming in. I know. I know Pac-12 born and bred, but uh, they're not even the Pac-12 no more. They're going to have to change that pretty soon because we got teams leaving. Um, yeah. But we'll we'll see what happens. All right, so that was our season preview. I think they're solid picks, and we'll see how true they are. We'll we'll come back to those once the season starts, a couple weeks in, and kind of reevaluate, see if we stick with those picks. And we will eat the crow if we have to eat the crow. Exactly. <laughs> Packers 100% winning the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Love 5000 yards. <laughs> oh man. Let's see what the Vegas odds for that are. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even want to know what the Vegas odds for that are. I'm I'm putting 500 on it right now. <laughs> well, if you don't see me, if you don't see me in February, you know what happened. <laughs> God damn that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it really happened. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So we're going to jump into our top fantasy prospects. So we're going to take a look at our top five to start with here. Uh just to kind of give you some insight as far as what we're thinking are going to be some of our top choices and who you should be looking at to target uh in your fantasy drafts. And most fantasy drafts are going to be starting pretty soon here. We got uh, OTAs and training camps going on right now. Uh, preseason is going to start up here uh, shortly. It's it's flown by. Um, we're almost into August, almost preseason time. Uh, yep. Season's right around the corner. So um, usually people are starting to draft the end of July through August. If you're really, really waiting, you're drafting the day before the season opener, which I really – Highly suggest not to, um, because it doesn't leave you very much time to adjust your teams. But you know, <laughs> um, don't. So we've 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 had personal experience of drafting the first week of preseason, and yeah. then your top pick is 
done oh. <laughs> before the season even starts. So yeah, exactly. Like maybe one hundred percent preseason, mid preseason, maybe last uh like on the third week of preseason would probably be the best idea. So then yeah. that way you've got an idea that which guys are actually going to be hurt like the first mm-hmm. couple of days, mm-hmm. a couple of games of the season or which guy just had the catastrophic injury. Cause it always happens. It always exactly. happens. There's somebody's somebody's going to get, somebody's going to get Tanya hearted. Their knees going to get taken out and it's just, then your, your whole team is done. Yep. And that's, that's a terrible feeling to come out of your draft and you're like, yes, I'm set up. My team is amazing. I got that number one running back and then boom, second week preseason, you're done. So yeah, I feel you. And usually I try to look at uh, end of August, last week, um, you know, usually drafting during those preseason games. Uh, It's fun to watch the preseason games while you're drafting because then you're like, Oh, but I should get that player right now. And then that player doesn't do anything for the whole season. That just reminds me, the last live draft we had, remember, at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yep. We were watching the Chargers playing. Oh, we were. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and who got hurt? Who got hurt? Right after. Right after he literally got right after he picked him, he gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't go back on it. You already picked him. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That was just. It was just the funniest thing ever. Oh, I like, know. And just to see his face, and he's just like, "Yeah, let me buy you a shot the- because you're going to need it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was good. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I do oh, remember that. That was that was solid. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So jumping into it, let's go ahead and get over here so I can bring up our, uh, our players list and we can take a look. Um, from my end here, it's not going to be really any shock who I am looking at. Um, first person I'm going to be looking at at number one is going to be Jonathan Taylor. I think um, with him coming back from injury and uh, being fully healthy, and he's had a lot of uh, good and good information coming from the team. Um, they're saying that he's running in stride. He's able to make his cuts. He's uh, making his receptions the way that he needs to be making his progress looks good. So being from when he got injured as the number one running back in the league, I still think that he is viable at that option. Um, so he is definitely up there around that number one pick. Um, looking at the season stats from last year, um, even with the injury, 192 rushing attempts, 861 rushing yards and four touchdowns that doesn't take into account the receiving yards and a couple, uh, receiving touchdowns that he had. But again, he was out for six games last season. So he really didn't have that many options outside of his return, um, to gain any more yardage, uh, with that team he's going to be the only option they have right now. Uh, they have yeah. Matt Ryan at quarterback. Oh, wait, he's still there. I believe he's still there unless oh, they're wow. going to run, unless they're going to run somebody else. They just drafted um, the dude from Florida. Uh, what's that guy's name? You think I paid attention to the SEC quarterback? <laughs> 
Oh man. <laughs> I'll pull, I'll pull him up here in just a minute. I believe it's Robinson. Um, he's going to be, he's that a uh, running mobile quarterback. So you're looking at an option type set uh, coming from Indianapolis, which is going to play into the game uh, game stats for Jonathan Taylor. Um, he is still that ground and pound. I'm going to run you over type running back. Um, but I still think he's going to get you dual action um, with those screens, the receiving yards and the goal line touchdowns. He's going to be solid. I, I foresee him and the projected stat line. I, I'm right on with um, 298 for rushing attempts. 1363 for rushing yards right around that 1400 mark and uh, 10 rushing touchdowns. I can see him adding on probably two to 300 receiving yards and a couple receiving touchdowns as well. Um, so you're looking at uh, a solid number one running back. Um, um, yeah. His quarterbacks currently on the roster are Sam Ellinger, Gardner Minshew and the rookie they just the rookie got. Anthony, Anthony Richardson, Richardson yeah. yeah and Anthony Richardson is going to get the start um yeah. the GM and the coach have already come out and said that they want him to start he is that dual threat uh running back he's got the skill set um yeah. he was lighting people up for Florida and he is he almost reminds me of a a Cam Newton just not as big as Cam Newton um he he's not as broad and you know i'm gonna mm-hmm. just completely annihilate you when i'm running at you like cam was but you saw how well that did for cam he was done in yeah. like 10 seasons so yeah. he's gonna have to rely more on his team around him but i think jonathan taylor uh yeah. will benefit from that oh yeah expect uh, a heavy payload from him and and he's just gonna produce yep that's that's all he's done since he's gotten into the league is just produce Oh yeah, exactly. And and I, I don't think that's going to go down. I, th- I think it's only going to go up for him. Yeah. That offensive line is good. And then with Richardson there, if they're running the option, you have that ability to cut it outside with the quarterback and then screen pass all day or oh, yeah. mid range slants with, with Jonathan Taylor, you know, those stop and goes those curls right there outside the, the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're looking at some, some big points available to Jonathan Taylor. Um, who do you have for your number one? I got Mr. Justin Jefferson. Come on. There we go. Mr. Justin Jefferson. I, yeah, he, he is a solid player. Go ahead and break him down for me. So in, um, 2022, his regular season stats were 128 receptions, um, 1,809 yard, uh, receiving yards, uh, with eight touchdowns. Which is insane. That's an insane. Oh, I know. I know. That is an (laughs) insane stat line. Um, He was almost to the point where he was going to catch Calvin Johnson. There were some people there during the season that were thinking that he was going to break that record. Just how much he was touching the ball. Yeah, well, if he had a Tom Brady throwing to him, he would have. Exactly. Um, And, I mean, you still had Dalvin Cook. You still had um, Thielen yep. on the field with him, so you, there were there were other options on the field, but eighty-five to ninety percent of the offensive production went through Jefferson. Yeah, um, which I don't see changing. Um, 
I could definitely see some big numbers from him. The only questions that I have with him, the amount that they're running him, is durability going to be an issue? Yeah. Because if you're getting 85% of the, the passes, you're taking 100% of those hits. And how? Yeah, but 20% of those passes are going to be he's blown by the guy or shook the dude out of his socks. True. And, and uh, they're wide, they're wide open. He did that. <laughs> yeah. He did that to me numerous times last year. You could just look at <laughs> tons of tape against Green Bay. Uh, don't even get me started with that, um, where he's just taking the top off and he's just gone. Nobody's mm-hmm. touching him. But those others where he's getting hit and those long runs, we know how it is with, with receivers and receive, uh, uh, and running backs. If there's opportunity to run, there's opportunity for you to get injured. And yeah. I, I don't want to see him in a, a situation where he's heavily overused because they don't have the other talent on the team. And with them getting rid of Thielen, getting rid of Dalvin Cook, you know, it's, it's leaving a lot of gaps on that offense, specifically still having um, that quarterback that they have. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're opening him up to, if he's going to, if he's going to get that 130 mark on receptions again, and he's just running and running and running. I just don't want to see uh, a season ending injury from him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, having the projection that he has, with that one fifteen, uh, almost fifteen hundred nine touchdowns, I can that can very easily get him to one or two uh, in the league at the end of the season for receivers. Oh yeah. The only other question I have about him is against um, top tier cornerbacks. If they're shadowing him the whole game, um, he likes to drop down from from the wideout down to the slot. Um, sometimes he comes from the backfield and does those end arounds. Um, and when he's historically, when he's had a number one top tier shutdown corner, um, shadow him the whole game, he's been taken away a little bit. He's still putting up numbers because he's going to find his way to get open, but you can tell a difference in those games where that top tier cornerback is going to take him away. So, yeah, but we're we're way past the days where the number one corner is always going to stick to the number one receiver. Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're past those Revis days, those those yeah. island those island type cornerbacks. But you still do have some of those that will will shadow them the whole game. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I have him as my number two. Um, taking him number one or two, it's interchangeable. I mean, you can look at the top three, top four players that are at, at the very top of anybody's ranking list. They're all mm-hmm. interchangeable. So it's really how you want to proceed. If you want a running back, if you want a receiver. Um, either way, within those first three picks, it's not really going to make that big of a difference. Yeah. Um, Jefferson is going to give you those uh, end game opportunities where he can possibly catch a 60 to 70 yard bomb down the field for a touchdown. And then you're instantly getting 13, 14 points right away on that first that first pass of the game yep and that pretty much locks up your uh your bonus too yeah exactly so yeah th- those are top caliber picks um you had my guy at two yep um so let's move on to number three who do we have at number three uh we both agreed uh jamar chase number three jamar chase is a freak at wide receiver he has been since college, bringing him in, sticking him with Burrow, 
they have that chemistry. Um, and you can see it in his stat lines. You can see it in these ridiculous catches that he's making. He's one of those that is a Calvin Johnson type receiver. He's a very tall, very wide receiver who has speed. And when you get into the red zone, you can just toss that up to him. You, you're almost guaranteed that he's going to come down with the ball. Yeah. So um, I definitely do agree with the fact, number three, again, this is one that you could target number one. He's arguably number one on the list. Um, but uh, looking at a stat line last year, 87, uh, one four, uh, 1,046 and nine touchdowns. He had some rushes as well uh, through the use of the end arounds but he's not going to give you that rushing yardage um, like uh, Tyler Boyd or or somebody else on the team is going to give him just because he's so big. Um, But receptions and uh, if you're in a PPR league receptions alone, as well as receiving yardage um, warrants him top three, top three pick. Um, What are we looking at projection wise for him, Kev? Uh, 102 receptions. Uh, 1,453 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns. Nice, which is so, which is amazing considering the other receivers they have on the team. Exactly, exactly. When you when you when you know that you're going to have another 1,000 yard receiver on that team, you're going to have a receiver that's going to pull in an easy six or seven hundred, and you have a running back who is going to pull in four to 500 yards, if not more on that offense, that shows you how much that they rely on that uh, passing game and how good that quarterback is. Uh, But yeah. um, And if you kind of look at that receiving uh, projection, it kind of gives you the idea that he's going to be in that area of what Jefferson was last year. Um, And I can see that again, we we wrap back around to the offensive line Um, when Burrow has protection, and he's not running for his life, mm-hmm. receivers are going to get open. And specifically when you have that many options on that team, there's there's no doubt that Chase is going to get 70 to 80% of those uh, passes going his way. Um, for sure. Yeah, so I definitely see that. Uh, we differ a little bit on our fourth pick. Um, fourth, let me get over to him. Fourth, I have Travis Kelsey. Um. Travis Kelsey has been the number one tight end option for what five or six years now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess how long has Gronk been gone? Well, even actually, he, no, that even towards the end of Gronk's yeah. career, Travis was the, yeah, you're right. I, I think, I think right. with the exception of his first year in the league, I think Travis has been the number one option every year for fantasy football. And when you have him on the team with Mahomes and you look at his stats there's no question why he's number one. Um, I mean, 2020, uh, 2022, you're looking at 110 receptions, 1,338 receiving yards, and 12 touchdowns. From a tight end, that's that's wide receiver margin right there. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a, oh, I'm going to line up, block a little bit, and then I'm going to catch a couple touchdowns. That's a, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to line up wide out, and you're going to throw me the damn ball down the field. Yeah. Um, and his bread and butter is the middle of the field. We've seen it time and time again. I don't know how he does it, but he is always open in the middle of the field. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so true. It's it's so true. And the sad thing is when they play the replay, his 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 crisp route running is why he's so open. Yep. 
His crisp exactly. route running is, is why he's so open. Yep. Well, and he, for as big as he is, he is elusive sometimes. And, and some of these uh, coverage packages that they have going against him just can't match up. How many times have we seen somebody just fall flat on their face trying yeah. to keep up with him? Exactly. Um, and even exactly. if they kept up with him, he's going to mow him over. He's He's got that stiff arm that is second to none in the NFL. He catches that yep. ball and you're in front of him. You're, you're getting trucked. You're done. Yeah. Name so, another, name another tight end that has his route discipline. The only one that comes close is Andrews. That's the only one that comes close. And I think the only reason why Andrews is not as high as him has been the quarterback play. Um, and Lamar is getting there, but his accuracy and just flat out throwing the ball during the game hasn't been there. He's relied more on his run game, but Andrews is the only one that gets close to Kelsey in this aspect. Um, so, I mean, the projection on, on Kelsey is a, uh, 101, 1210. Um, I think that's easily obtainable for him. I think he's going to surpass those numbers. Um, he'll probably be closer to what he was last year with the, the 12 to 1300 yards, uh, right, right. around the, he, the 10 to 11 touchdowns. He could have 10 touchdowns halfway through the season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before. Yeah. You know, week eight, he's already at 10 touchdowns. Cause yeah. in the, in that game, in any game that they play, if they have a healthy running back when they're in the, when they're in the red zone, they're going to try to run, yeah. but if they know it's not going to happen, Kelsey's the 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 go to. He's he's the yeah. uh, he's the blanket for them. Yeah, um, and and the crazy thing is, everybody in the stadium knows fade route to Kelsey. Yep, still can't stop it. Yep, exactly. He's it's just he's one of those freaks. He's a unicorn. Yeah, he's a unicorn. And look at who else was was on the field at Kansas City, and they had another unicorn when he was there. Um. Their their tight end who retired as a as a chief. Oh, that's right, Mr. Tony Gonzalez. Exactly. When you got Tony Gonzalez, and then you go from Tony Gonzalez, and you roll into Travis Kelsey, he, you're in good company. So, and he's given Tony Gonzalez a run for his money. I think he's he's going to end up ending his career breaking all those records. Yeah, he's he's pretty damn close as it is right now, and he's he's barely been in the league. He's only been in the league for what five six seasons. Yeah. So, and he came in in the third round. People didn't, they, they didn't like what they saw a, a whole lot from his college, from his college tapes. Mm-hmm. And he went in the third round. We passed up on him. The Packers had an opportunity to get him and just, eh, we don't, That's we're going to go, we're going to go defense. The Cowboys, That's- same thing. Jerry Tell Jones me. sitting back there. Jerry's like, do we need a tight end? No, we, we got win. We got win. Come on. Come on. Really? Witten's a Hall of Famer. What are you talking Witten. about? Okay, Witten is a Hall of but, Famer. But if you had right. the opportunity to line up Kelsey with Witten on that offense, you're going to pass up on that? Yeah, well, you know, I never claimed Jerry Jones was a master <laughs> at drafting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He was like two seconds from, from drafting Johnny Manziel. Yep. What you don't want Hollywood? Come on. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> oh my that. god. All right. So number four. Um, so I had Kelsey. What do you got as number four? I got Josh Jacobs. 
Mr. Russian champ. Mr. Mr. Russian champ. Yep, he, and he, he is solid. And he did all of that throughout that whole messy year that the Raiders had. 340 yeah. rush attempts, 1,653 rushing yards, and nine touchdowns. Yeah, that was a nightmare last year, wasn't it? It was terrible. And how they how they did, my man, Carr, was, was just sad. Yeah. It was just yep. sad. It's like, you know what? Derek Carr wasn't on the defense. You yep. know, Derek Carr couldn't do nothing about stopping teams to from scoring in the last minute of the game. Nah, that was the defense. And oh, the only good only dude that was good on the defense was Crosby. Exactly. Yep. And I think um the Raiders lost more games by three points than I think anybody else in the league. Yeah. Those it seemed like those games always came down to a field goal or a late second touchdown to end the game. And you know what all the Chargers fans are saying? Hey, it's karma for what you did to us last year in the playoffs. Like, nah, that was your Please. dumbass coach's decision to do that. Could have yep. just let it go and be in a tie so both of y'all got in. But nah, he wanted to try to be a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we both get in? No, I can't let them get in. <laughs> oh, shit. Now I'm not getting in. <laughs> oh, fuck. They're getting oh, in and we're man. not. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. And um, my my biggest issues with, with Jacobs, Jacobs is a, a first-round talent. He is. He definitely is. Um, but he has been hit or miss on some occasions. Um, there have been those really, really good games where he's pulling in reception after reception, rush after rush. He's got a couple touchdowns. He's got you in the double bonus. And then the following week, he'll just put up an ache. Yep. He just won't do anything. He'll have maybe 30 or 40 rushing yards and that's it. And granted when he's playing some of those teams in the AFC, they're going to take away the run. They've they're built to do that. When he plays those teams, um, cars going to have to find a different way. Uh, and it just takes it away. Sometimes they run committee, um, but when Jacobs is on, he's on. And uh, I mean, looking at what he did last year, I, I can see him getting closer. I don't think he's going to get what he got last year. I think there was a lot of stuff that went into those Raiders games that forced them to run him heavily. The only person that ran more times than he did was uh, Henry in Tennessee. Yeah. So I don't foresee that happening again this season. Um, what is the projection outlook? What are we looking at for uh, for Jacobs this season? 260 rushing attempts, um, 1,158 rushing yards, and nine touchdowns. And I think no. the rushing production for both of those guys were a picture of how both organizations didn't trust their quarterbacks. For sure. And yep, now you 1, see Jacobs, Jacobs is, is actually going to go down a lot compared to what they project um, Henry to be. So yeah. it sounds like the Raiders are more comfortable in their quarterback position, even though. Who is, who is their quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Even though Jim, is Jimmy G still the quarterback? Is he going to be healthy enough to play? Well, and, that, and that's that's the huge question. Is he going to be healthy enough? Every team that he's been on, he's missed a ton of time. Yeah. So, and outside of him, who do they have as their backup? Yeah. I mean, now, it's it's just now what Bill Belichick did makes sense. Yeah, it's like we can't um, rely on this guy to be the guy that takes over for Tom Brady when he can't. Yeah. When Tom never got hurt, and this guy's always getting hurt. 
you could be the t- the top talent in any league, but if you can't stay healthy, it's not going to matter. matter. Yep. It it, re- it doesn't matter. The um, best and, ability is availability. Yep, and and I hope he does well. I really do. I hope uh, nothing against uh, Las Vegas. I hope they do well. Um, it's good to see Devontae on that team. He needs to get his yardage. Why he left, well, I understand why he left. But um, if he doesn't have an opportunity, I don't see him staying in Vegas any longer than is absolutely necessary. Yeah. Um, I'm really surprised that they that the Jets didn't try to make a play for him. You know, do do a trade package or something to get him back over with Rodgers in in a Jets uniform. But see, I think, I think I, now I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. I have no sources or anything. Yeah. But I think the off the field things that Rodgers did didn't really sit right with Devontae Adams. Are you On talking field, about his ayahuasca? I his ayahuasca <laughs> and all those other crazy fucking things uh, he did. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do some fire walking and do some ayahuasca. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that all sat well with him. But on the field, Rogers, he loved on the field, Rogers. He just, yeah. he's just uh, annoyed by the off the field stuff. Well, I mean, and they, they, with Car, he didn't have to worry about that. Oh, exactly. Car, Car had nothing. Car was. You knew what Car was. He was uh, a guy that was just gonna come to work. Put his pads on, and you know what you're getting with him. And yeah. with Rodgers, you don't. You you just don't know what attitude he's going to be in that day, how things are going to go. And you're exactly. right off off the field. You know, is he going to participate with his team uh, during OTAs, during training camp? Dude, oh no, and, we already Bill, know the answer to that. He oh, was I always know. I he know. was on the Pat McAfee show all the time, just trashing the organization. Oh, I and know. They were still like. Yep. Oh yes, Mr. Rogers, we'll do whatever yep. we want. Yep. We'll do whatever and we I mean, want us to do. That, that's the time with a young receiving core, you need to build the rapport. And that's why if you look historically at the receivers for the Packers, it took Devontae two or three seasons to build mm-hmm. that rapport. It took at least half the season for our young receiving core this last season to produce. Yeah. Um, so it's just all of that goes into play when you have a captain that is for the team and not for themselves. Um, and then when you have, uh, when you have a uh, Aaron Rodgers type person. So I, I agree with that. Um, but with Josh Jacobs and the Raiders, what are we going to see from the team? It is really what it's going to come down to. Are we going to see a run heavy offense? Are they going to try to run through Jimmy G and let him own that offense? Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with that team. Um, so Jacobs, a considerable drop from what he did last year. I can definitely see that happening. Um, looks like they're dropping him based on projections over a hundred touches. Um, so we'll, we'll wait and see what's going to happen with that. Um, and then finally, number five for our top fives. Um, I'll let you take this one first. Who do you have? Number five, hot take, hot take. I have Lamar Jackson. Mr. QB extraordinaire. I have Mr. Lamar Jackson. All right. Break him down. Let let us know why we have him number five for you. So his projection, well, his 2022 stats, 2,242 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 764 rushing yards, and three rushing touchdowns. 
Now, let's take it apart. He basically didn't pay, play, what, the last six games of the season? Yep. yep. Due to injury. Which killed a lot of people's fantasy seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did, but I wasn't one of them. <laughs> 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 no. No, 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 no. No, I was not one of them. Um, yep. I had Mr. Allen. Yep. So, um, but honestly, what I think is going to happen is the OBG, OBJ hype yep. is what's going to get guys running to go grab Lamar Jackson as soon as they can over a Patrick Mahomes. Um, not necessarily because they think he's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. They just think with the addition of OBJ. The, yeah, the production that's going to happen. That those numbers are just going to go stupid. Yep. I, I could see that. I mean, I've always been on the fence with Lamar. You're going to get those. It, it all relies on his running game. Because when you look at his points, when he's had the extremely high point values, his passing yardage is garbage and his rushing yardage. He's got you the bonus in, in rushing yards. He's got a rushing touchdown. Maybe he's thrown two touchdowns, one interception, and he's thrown for maybe 150 yards. Um, uh, so when he gets that double, double. Yeah. Which is far and few between uh, putting it out there since he's been in the league, he's only gotten the double, double, maybe five times. So he is not really a candidate for me to get the double, double. He is a candidate for me to get the rushing bonus every time he's on the field because you know what their primary access is going to be. It's going to be him running the ball. Um, So he is a viable weapon. I just, if I'm looking at quarterbacks, I'm not looking at quarterbacks in the first round. And if I am looking at quarterbacks, Mahomes and Allen are way better options for me. Um, Yeah. I mean, looking at that stat line for him, the projection, 3,269 passing yards, 17 passing touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and then an obscene amount of rushing yards and rushing touchdowns for a quarterback. He's got 933 uh, projected on the ground and five rushing touchdowns, which I think is completely attainable for him just simply based on how much they run him. And those last three stats – We'll probably be able to attribute those to the OBJ effect. Yep. Yep. I think OBJ does open up a lot more for him, opens up a lot more options for Andrews as an option at tight end, Mm -hmm. uh, because now you're not going to have him double and triple covered all game. Um, Do I think OBJ is going to be the OBJ that we saw in a Giants uniform? Absolutely not. Um, After the injury, we saw that in – I mean, we haven't seen him come back from the injury, but we did see yeah. how he played in the Rams with the Rams. Um, his production was not what it was with Giants. He didn't do well with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what he does with Lamar uh, as his quarterback, but I don't see him getting back to form like he was during those Giants days uh, when he was just tearing up defenses down the field. Well, I, I mean, I, it's – it's going to take time. Like prime example, yep. Jamal Murray from the Denver Nuggets, same mm-hmm. injury. It took him what a year and a half, two years yep. to get back to his Easy. form. Mm-hmm. So maybe not at the beginning of this season, we won't see yep. the lights out OBJ, but towards the end of the season and into the playoffs where they'll really need him to be lights out OBJ. Okay. That's, that's where we'll probably well, see yeah. that, that production come. Yep. And that's where it's going to count. I mean, when we saw him for the Rams, 
Um, he played extremely well the last couple games of the, the regular season. Oh, he and was about he, to be the MVP of the Super yep, Bowl. Yep. And then he, he played extremely well through the, the playoffs and then when he got hurt. Um, that, yeah. We, we could see some heavy production down the line. They're probably going to sit him a lot. He's going to get a lot of rest early on. So don't have those big anticipations of major points early on in the season. You're going to see him probably out there maybe 40 to 50% of the time. He's not going to be out there any more than that, I don't think, through at least week five or six. And then when he does get out there, you're going to see probably 10 targets, 15 targets a game. He'll probably bring in anywhere from 40 to 80 yards, maybe a touchdown opportunity until we get deep into the season, uh, like we were kind of alluding to there, when they need to rely heavily on him to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So I still think the better receiving option in uh, a Baltimore uniform is going to be Andrews. Yeah, but if they come out game one and he's got 15 to 18 receptions with yeah. 20 targets, oh, you, you, if you didn't draft him, you're going to be you're, you're going to trying yeah. to, you're going to be trying to find out if he's a free agent still yep. or who you can trade to get him. Exactly. When you're rolling, when you're coming up on the playoffs and you're like, oh man, I need a receiver and he's not on your team and he's, when he's hitting those margins, hitting those numbers, and you're playing against somebody that picked him up midseason, knowing that something was going to happen, and benched him all the way until then, you're going to be kicking yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is. He is somebody that I would look at, maybe not to draft, but maybe to add to your team early on. Uh, but yeah, uh, Lamar's a, a good solid pick. Um, me, I'm not going in the top five for a run, for a, a quarterback. My top five is going to be pass run heavy um, just based off of previous stats, based off of situations and different things like that. Um, my number five is going to be this gentleman right here, uh, Mr. Derek Henry, who has been number one multiple years. Um, again, ran more than Jacobs last year, only by nine rush attempts, but still mm -hmm. that team based on the situation is going to rely heavily on the run. Um, Adding Hopkins to that team was going to give him some more opportunity to catch the um, ball. Yeah. Uh, which he has done in the past. He's done very well as a receiver. Um, and if you're going to run him uh, out in the slant, you're, you're going to have him do any kind of screen plays. Um, having Hopkins on that team is going to open that up a little bit. Um, but it all comes down to who's the quarterback on that team. Exactly. Exactly. The, 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 all day long, the question is going to be about the quarterback um, yeah. because you know what you have everywhere else. You know Henry is going to run the ball. They're going to run him 300 times. They've always ran him 300 times. Um, there's no way that they're not going to run him that many times. And he is. we've all seen it. We've seen him annihilate players. He has a highlight reel just from last season running players over. But his yeah. career highlight reel – where he is just stiff arming people and throw not not just knocking them down, throwing them. They're going out of bounds, airborne, and then looking like they don't know where they're at when they get back up. So when when you have somebody that is as big as this dude is, and when you see him in the backfield, he is almost as big as a lineman coming through that offensive line at you. And at you as a linebacker or you as a safety, 
I'm sorry. There's no way. As a safety dropping down, you're getting your ass killed by Derrick Henry. Yeah. 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 So you usually got to gang tackle that, bro. Yeah, exactly. Um, so looking at him last season, uh, again, relied heavily on him. He was their offense. Um, almost 350 rush attempts, 1,538 rush yards, 13 touchdowns. Um, a lot of those touchdowns came red zone. Um, when they get in the red zone, they're giving it to Henry. I mean, uh, you would be considered a dummy or Pete Carroll. Exactly. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Feed the beast, bro. I mean, you you got it. You're going to throw it? Why didn't you give me the ball? (laughs) Where's my skills at? Um, So, yeah. I mean, you're going to see right about the same. He's going to come in right around that 300 margin. Uh, His projections right now, 309, 1334 eight touchdowns. Um, I think he's going to be right on with that. He might get some more touchdowns just simply because when they're in the red zone, they're going to, they're going to filter through him. Um, But as far as yardage and rush attempts, I think they're going to be the same. Um, Again, durability and age is a question with Henry. Um, He has had those bouts where he's gotten injured. He's had to come out. He's had turf toe. Um, How is his body going to break down? He is at the death age of a running back being at 30 right around that 30 mark, um, which, which is, is obs- it's obscene. It's absurd. It's yeah. absurd because that yeah. age is considered prime for every other position. Yep. Yep. But when you're on a, when you're a running back and you're running the ball 350 times every single year, taking that abuse every single year, and you got people taking your legs out every game, it catches up with you. So um, it's that, the quarterback play and his durability are going to be the biggest questions that I have in regards to him, but they're not big enough questions for me not to draft him in the top five. Yeah, that, that's a, that's the sound sound argument right there. Yep. You can't really, yep, exactly. Can't really beat that. All right, so um, that is our top five. We'll take a look now at our. Um, other positionals that we're kind of taking a look at. So top comebacks when we're looking at uh, who we think is going to make a big impact bigger than they did the last season. uh, For me, it's going to be OBJ Um, simply because of the fact that he did not play last season. He's going to a team that uh, desperately needs some wide receiver talent. Um, And that quarterback that they have has an opportunity now to shut up the critics because he has some talent on the outside. Um, So with those opportunities and what they have in their season, um, they have a favorable schedule. Um, They're right around seven or eight when it comes to uh, schedule margin. Uh, So I can see them easily having some opportunities to get OBJ the ball down the field. And again, the majority or the bulk of his work, uh, as it always has, is going to come towards the end of the season. They play the Steelers and the Browns twice. Of course, he's going to get that work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the Browns, everybody's giving the Browns a hard time. We got Watson coming into a first, his first full season with the Browns. You got Amari Cooper on that team. You still have a beast behind the line, a two headed monster, I think, still at the running game with Cleveland. Um, So they have an opportunity. Um, We don't know if the Steelers are, are for real at all with Pickett. Uh, at your your quarterback position, you got Najee, um, who 
is a beast. He's, he's turned into a, a real solid running back um, for anybody's team. But I, I agree with you. I mean, in that division, <laughs> I don't see Cincinnati anybody giving that's their, it. Uh, I, yeah. It's Cincinnati and the Ravens. That that's their division. That's it. That's it. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's who I have. Who are we looking at for you? I, I know that you had mentioned somebody that has not signed with a team yet. Um, as a comeback player based on just his talent level. Yep, and that's Dalvin Cook. Dalvin right. Cook is going to show how much of an impactful player he is on whatever team he lands on. Yep. Um, early readings were that he was going to end up with Miami, which would have been a, um, a shot at uh, the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. They would have had to definitely watch out for Miami because um, he would have improved that team just with his presence because then you've got to worry about not only the two track stars on, on the outsides of their receivers, yep. then you got to worry about Mr. Dalvin Cook who can blow past you, blow over you, or or finesse you. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't think Miami would have happened simply because of what they have right now. Um, they have Mostert. They have um, the guy that they just drafted last season and Jeff Wilson. And then you have Gaskins there as well. So you have a lot of running backs and they've paid all of those running backs. Uh, you would have to get rid of some of them, which is easy enough to do. They, they could have gotten rid of some of them. Um, some of them are on one year contracts. You could easily cut them. You could um, get draft uh, compensation for them. Get some later round picks for some of those guys. They're not getting rid of Wilson. Yeah, there's but, there's no way that that's going to happen. But if you were to pair Wilson with uh, Dalvin Cook, that is a lights out offense. You got Wilson catching the ball from the backfield. You got Dalvin Cook just mowing people down in the in the middle of the field. So I I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, but it's just two of those three have more injury problems than Dalvin Cook has had no. his whole career. Yep, yep, I agree with you. And that's the reason why the Niners got rid of Mostert. Mostert is one of those that when he's healthy he can give you major points and he can he can take away a defense yep excuse me but um he has not been healthy not by no. a long shot and um he proved it last year he he missed uh some games last year and when he was with the Niners he missed almost an entire season it's just mm-hmm. he's one of those where he's just i hate to use the word but he's fragile you you have some of those players in the league they are fragile we used to constantly say it about uh, Fred Taylor uh, with Jacksonville. Yeah. He, was, he was known as fragile Fred yeah. Taylor. Um, yeah. So unfortunately that's just what happens with some of these players, but um, it would have been a good fit there. Uh, there has been some news recently that uh, Minnesota is trying to get him back. Oh, wow. That'd be, you know how funny that would be. If him and Zeke both end up back with their own yep. old teams, just yep. paid less. Exactly. Nick. I think this is really what Minnesota wanted to do. And I think Dallas kind of followed suit with it as well. Mm-hmm. They wanted to cut Dalvin, let him go, let him test the market. If he found a team, great. If he didn't, he would come back. They would pay him less on a one-year uh, a one-year uh, limited-term yep. contract um, and see what would happen. Because I'm not sold on on Matson at all. I don't think they are either. No. So um, trying to get Cook back for 
like $2 million on a one-year contract, bring him in, let him run for one year, and then see what he does in free agency next year. He's mm-hmm. not a dead running back. No, he's what? By 27? any means, he's, he's 20, 27, 28. He's, he's yeah. right around there. Um, he still has viable usage. Um, you get him in the red zone, you're almost guaranteed a touchdown when you give him the ball. If you have a, a solid offensive line, he's going to get you in. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated playing against Minnesota simply because of Dalvin Cook, because you never knew. Dalvin Cook had his biggest games against our defenses, and oh, yeah. he would just completely take us away. Granted, we can't stop the run for any team. We have a, a sieve for a defensive line. <laughs> uh, but he would just take away the defense, and he would have 100-yard games, multiple touchdown games. So it was almost a given if he was playing the Packers, you were playing him. Yeah. Um, so why a team has not added him, I have no idea. There was speculation that the Jets were going to possibly sign him. Um, there was speculation Dallas was looking into him because if you stick him in that Dallas backfield, um, that instantly changes the way Dallas Game plays. Over. Game over. Inst- yeah, it instantly changes that team. Um, but again, you have Jerry Jones, so that's never going to happen. Um so I really don't see any other team outside of Minnesota bringing him back at this point that is going to sign him. He might hold out, but I don't – there's just nothing to hold out for. No team has come yeah. forward and said, besides Miami giving any interest, nobody else has come forward. Yep. Um, so, yes, it, it is going to be a wait and see with Dalvin Cook, but whatever team he goes to, he is going to be a must sign. And I really think people are still going to draft him with that on, on red or that unrestricted free agent tag. People mm-hmm. are still going to draft him. Yeah. Because um, he's not going to go to a team that has no chance. No, absolutely he's not. He's not. I'm, I'm I'll put this out there. If he goes to the lions, the lions win that freaking division and make some noise in the playoffs. Yep. And the Lions just cleared out some room. Uh, Williams is gone. He's not in the backfield anymore. Um, and again, when you're looking at their running game, there are some uh, reliability and durability concerns. Mm-hmm. There always have been there. Um, mm-hmm. So he can definitely go there. And again, that changes the whole the whole aspect of the, the NFC North. Um, yeah. So I, I agree with you, and I hope that does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, when, when you're looking at, you would have to look at draft capital, uh, what, what your cap number is. And I don't, I think they're maxed out right now. So I, I don't know. They would have to free up a lot to get him there because he is asking, he's asking for that, uh, two to three or three to four year, uh, contract. He wants that, uh, 50 to $60 million mark, which he, he deserves it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what team is going to give him those numbers. So, yeah, that makes sense. All right. So that was our top five picks um, throughout the uh, season here. We're going to be breaking down a lot more uh, coming up in our coming episodes, episode two, episode three. Um, we're going to start breaking down divisional. So we'll start taking a look at, um, you know, which players within the divisions we're thinking. We kind of touched on a lot of them today, but we'll get more in depth with some of those. Uh, in our future uh, episodes that we're going to have coming down the pipe. But looking at the divisions, we really want to see um, the strength of schedules, the players mm-hmm. that are going to come out of those divisions, and if there's any divisions that we should be staying away from. And, and we all know those divisions. There are some. Yeah. 
that I'm not even going to be looking at players, maybe one or two, but outside of that, yeah, that's about it. I was just about terrible. to say, even in the trash divisions, there's still yeah. going to be like one or two good guys. One, one or two. Or two. Guys. One or that, Ola, Olave coming out of New Orleans is going to be a solid pick. He's going to be somebody you want to target. But mm-hmm. um, th- those divisions are just terrible when you're looking yeah. at some of those teams. Some of these teams are just – I'm surprised that they did not make an effort to add anybody to the teams in the offseason or w- within the draft. Their, their yeah. teams are – there's teams that I could see not winning a single game this season. So yeah. – and we'll touch on that. When, when we go into these episodes, we'll touch on that. We'll give you that info. Um, we're going to be touching on not only just regular draft stock. We'll be talking about auction drafts. We'll be touching on daily fantasy sports because that's a big deal now. Um, I do a lot of daily fantasy sports, and that changes things when you're looking at game by game, week by week. Uh, the matchups are really important in those games. Mm-hmm. So we will definitely be taking a look at that. Again, I want to let you know um, our Discord is live. We're going to have that Discord link down in the description. Um, If you want to join, it's going to give you a lot of information. We're going to have a lot of conversations within the Discord. Uh, You got Kevin and I both in there. I got some moderators that are in there as well that will answer some questions. Um, There's also places within there. If you're looking for a league, we have those resources for you. Um, If you have a league and you need players, Go ahead and go into the Discord, list it in there, and uh, whoever's in the community that needs to find a team based on what you're doing, if you're running an IDP league, um, there we have a spot for it. If if you have one of those crazy leagues like a Vampire League, which I don't even know if Kev has heard of a Vampire League. Yeah, remember you tried it. We, <laughs> yep. we, we tried, we tried we, it when the we first tried year it. came out. Yep. So with the whole the whole crew at, at our old job. At, yep. at, well, your old job. My old my job, job, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you have one of those specialty leagues where you're trying to do something different, we have that there as well. You can definitely list that up and and if we got players that need to join leagues, they can find you there and join them. Um and again, we're gonna be taking a look at uh doing some giveaways based on your interaction with us. Uh, based on our subscribers. We want to really reward the people that are coming in and watching our content, listening to our content on the podcast um, and just sticking with us every episode. Um, So we're definitely going to do that. And I've, I've shown Kev some of the stuff that I've been looking at and we, we got some good stuff coming down the pipe. Nice. Some Um, of the stuff I'm like, bro, you sure you want to get that away? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then um, a little bit off topic, we have some areas in there as well. If you, if you're a foodie, you want to post up some stuff about that. If you want to talk about other sports, if you want to talk about the NFT and collectibles markets, we have all that there as well. And uh, if you're in DraftKings, you know that there's a lot of NFTs on DraftKings. There's a lot of the Tom Brady's, the Tiger Woods. Um, so if you've gotten anything uh, NFT related, sports related, uh, even if it's not sports related, if you're into some of these other NFT projects, you can post some stuff up there and have some conversations in, in that group as well. Um, we're going to be posting on our socials as well. We'll have the links in the description as well. Um, so make sure you stay involved in that content. Again, some of our giveaways might be done there in the socials. Um, and then make sure that you are subscribed to us so you can keep up with our content. Uh, that notification bell is there for a reason. We will notify you as soon as new content is out. Um, and then later on, we're talking about doing some memberships as well, where we're offering member only information. Um, so we'll keep you, uh, up to date on how that's going to go. So, um, outside of that, you got anything else, Kev? I think this has been a, a, a nice little show that we've put together for some people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, minus, I'm good. 
minus our defects that happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, if you can have a perfect first show, then congrats to you. <laughs> Hell, if you can have a perfect show in general, congrats to you. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to conclude it for us. Um, I really appreciate everybody coming in and uh, joining us. If you're on the podcast, thank you very much for listening. Go ahead and share us out. Make sure everybody that you know that you want to be involved in the fantasy sports uh, community is aware of our content. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace out.